isn't he faithful? In a few minutes, I just want you to open your mouth and just say your own words to him. Tell him how amazing he is. Tell him how faithful he is. He's a God that never leaves us alone. Even when friends and family go, he is always there holding us, helping us, leading us. Oh, come on now. Say something to him this evening. He is worthy of your praise. He is God and God alone. There is no one like him. There is no one that can be compared to him. He is the almighty father. The one who knows the beginning from the end. The one who knows the end from the beginning. Open your mouth and tell him. Father, we worship you this evening. We give you all the glory because you are more than deserving of it, oh God. Oh, we judge you faithful. We call you majesty. We call you king of kings. Oh, because that is who you are to us. We thank you for everything that you are and everything that you do. Father, we give you all the praise and all the glory. Oh, for in Jesus' mighty name we have worshipped. In Jesus' mighty name we have worshipped. Now, if you're excited to be in church this evening, give God a shout of praise. Hallelujah. Welcome somebody beside you and please take your seats. Praise God. I'm excited to have the privilege to bring God's word to you this evening. Hallelujah. Praise God. This evening, I'm going to be talking a little bit about your identity in Christ. And my prayer this evening is that God himself will speak through me this evening. I pray that it be none of me and all of him this evening. I pray that eyes will be opened, ears will be opened, hearts will receive his word this evening. I pray that we will have an understanding like never before and that we will not live here the same way that we came. In Jesus' mighty name, I have prayed. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Amen. So yes, our identity in Christ. How many of us know this song? I know who God says I am. What he, I think we should see it. sing it a little bit. TLC, please help me. I know who I am. I know who, who God, God says I am. What he says I am. Where he says I am. I know who I am. I know who God says I am. What he says I am. Unfortunately, many Christians sing that song and have no idea who God says they are, where he says they are at, what he says they are, they have no idea. And it shows in the way that we live our lives every day, not really in what we're saying, praise God. It feels like the moment we give our lives to Christ is activity. So we're coming to church, we're joining departments, we're carrying chairs, we're cleaning chairs, we're joining for evangelism, we're doing everything they say we should do, we're putting Jesus' baby on our DP, we're, you know, posting Christian memes, we're feeling it. But the thing is that we will not know the full extent of how we're supposed to behave or what we're supposed to do if we don't really know who we are supposed to be. Praise God. I'll say that again. We will not know the full extent of how we're supposed to behave or what we're supposed to do if we do not know who we are supposed to be. Praise God. If you don't know who you are, you will live far below your rights and privileges as a child of God. 
So let me tell you something I had, like an experience I had a while back. Um, so for those who don't know, I'm a writer and a movie producer, so I work in the movie industry. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> so um, my first professional writing gig was in 2015. And um, so I wrote, that, I wrote that movie. It was a movie When Love Happens. I wrote it with a friend. And in 2015, we were nominated for the AMVCAs. That's the African Magic Movie Choice Awards. Viewer Choice Awards, sorry. And so it was a three-day event. So on Thursday was the nominees brunch. On Friday was the, I think it was cocktail, dinner, something, something. Then on Saturday was the actual awards. So we went for the nominees brunch. We didn't know anything. We didn't know anybody. Just newbies in the industry being nominated for the first time alongside plenty, all the stars, all the actors and actresses and all the people you know, they were all there. So we just sat in our small corner. They brought food, we ate. Before we came in, they had already, there was one place for massage. There was one place, like they were really pampering us and we you know, feeling ourselves that, ah, ah, hey, we have arrived, do hey, hey, is this us? Praise God. And so, you know, we sat there. And then after a while, we saw some ushers carrying bags, really big bags. You know that there were gift things inside. So they were passed, going around, they would hand it to, you know, the actors and actresses that you know, people that were also nominated. So at some point, my friend said to me, this thing that they're carrying around, is it not for the nominees? Are they not supposed to give us? I said, see, sit down, because I guess you can bear sometimes. I say, sit down and be managing yourself. Somewhere you just entered. Calm down. Sit down. The one you have eating, are you not happy? Are you not okay? <laughs> she kept quiet. After a while, she said, DJ, no. This sit now. See, this person was, I know this, they nominated the person for this, and that's why they are giving them. So, I say, be calming down. Lower your voice. Because the truth is that I can be very shy. Very shy, very reserved. Don't see me. I don't want to be here. Just let's do and go. At some point, she said, now nah, lie. I no agree. The worst they will tell me that it's not for me, Abby. I'm going to go and ask. So she got up and she went to meet one of the ushers. And she said, oh, that these things, um, that you're, like, these things you're sharing, that who are they for? The lady now said, oh, they are for the nominees. She now said, I'm a nominee too. The girl now said, eh, who are you? In my mind, I said, mm-hmm. She said, I said, maintain. They'll soon insult you now. She now said, my name is Timitokwe Boladi Akimbodi, and this is my friend, Dichen. We wrote the movie, When Love Happens. Now, I don't know if the lady had, I, I believe she had watched the film, because immediately she said, we wrote the movie, My Love Has. She was like, oh my God, are you serious? Are you serious? Okay, okay, here, here, here. And it just occurred to me that the reason your problem is still your problem is that you have not introduced yourself to that problem. You have not, you have not told that problem, this is who I am. The moment she said, this is our, our names, and we wrote the movie, Well Love Happens, the lady said, oh, are you serious? Okay, okay, here. And by the way, you are supposed to be lodged at Echo Hotel till Sunday. So when you get to the, as in, I didn't know, like we're going to go home. <laughs> our mates that knew had already brought their bags ready to go and lodge till Sunday. And not alone, no, with your plus one. So they lodged us in suites in Echo Hotel. They gave us key cards. Just said, when you get to the reception, just let them know your name. Your names are already at the reception. They will give you your key. We entered the room. On the bed, they had put chocolate, perfume, flowers, something. My husband said, when are you writing the next one? We can, we can live this life. I can, you know, praise God. Just because we identified ourselves. Many times we're cowering away. We're hiding. Mm, let me not overdo. Let me not show myself. Let me be quiet. You are seeing the things that you deserve walk past you. You're seeing the things that you deserve being handed to other people. And you are thinking they are better than me. They are, mm, they've been around longer than me. You know, rate yourself. And that's the truth. That day, I didn't rate myself. Because I felt like, oh, those people, they are, I don't you know them? They are the popular ones now. Why should they give you? You said, be coming down. But she got to the point where she said, I don't care. This is who I am and I deserve it. Because I know who I am. Praise God. 
So you need to get to that point where you rate yourself enough to say, see, sickness is not me and you. Poverty, never. Because I know who I am. And when you introduce yourself, day to day, say, oh, are you serious? You didn't say since now, okay. And they will move aside. Praise God. Because it will occur to them that they are not supposed to be here based on who you say you are. Praise God. So your problem is waiting for you to identify yourself. If you don't live here with anything, remember that. That all the problems that you are still facing and you are still looking at, they are there because they don't yet know who you are. Because you haven't told them. Praise God. So I'll be referencing the movie industry quite a bit, so just follow me. So how many of us watch movies? You watch movies, you like anything, Nollywood, Nollywood, it doesn't have to be any particular word. Bollywood, Z-word, anything. <laughs> I don't know about Z-word, Shabo. Okay, praise God. <laughs> so, um, I know that sometimes when we watch movies, we think that the actors just come, they'll give them scripts, say, oh yeah, camera, action, let's go. But before they are giving a script or before they are giving lines, there's something that the writer would, there's a document that the writer would create. It's called a character Bible. Yes, that's what it's actually called. <laughs> a character Bible. And that character Bible is the identity of who that actor is playing in that film or that series, right? And that character Bible has everything that that actor needs to know about his character. Because if they just give you lines and say, oh yeah, stand in front of any film that you watch that, you're wondering why is this person acting like this? There was no character Bible. Or the actor had it and did not read it. But if you see an actor and you're feeling need, somebody that is supposed to be wicked is wicked and you, you are feeling bad. Or they are in love and you too, you are feeling like these people are in love. Or they are happy and you too, you are happy. Or they are crying and you too, you are crying. It's because that actor has swallowed his character Bible or her character Bible. The person understands who they are so that they are able to do what you want them to do. Praise God. In the character Bible, you have a backstory. You have what the person is right now. And then sometimes they add a story arc, which is what we want the person to become as the movie goes on. Every one of us has a character Bible. It's literally a Bible. Praise God. And the reason why, and you know, God has said a lot of things about you. He said, I said things now that you are rich, that you are healed, that you are victorious. The reason why is not quite victorious in and quite reaching or not quite healing is because you have not swallowed your character Bible enough for you to come and play that part. Praise God. For, for some people who know, we, we did a series... Um, just Us Girls series, we shot a series um, at the beginning of this year. And some of the people who played in it were church members, praise God. And so we, there were four main girls and we gave them all a character Bible, right? So they all had their character Bibles and they swallowed it. They, were, they rehearsed three weeks before, then they shot for another six weeks. So for like three months, they were these people. Every day they were reminded of, you are not, like throw your name, your real name away. Throw your real life away. This is who you are right now. And after we were done, one of the girls called me and said, <laughs> she got home and she was not quite sure who she was again. That her house was feeling strange. Her mother was calling her her real name. And it just was not sitting right with her. Because for three months, she had been on set. They didn't go home, just so you know. So they were living on set. So we were calling them their, those names that they were playing in the series. Nobody called them their real names. And so the girl was beginning to have a sort of identity crisis. It was no joke. She called me. She said, I'm, I'm confused. <laughs> my real life does not feel like my life anymore. You need to get to the point where you are now saved. You are now free. You are now healed. When you go back to places that you used to be. When sickness comes, there's a way to be doing you. It's like, 
this thing is feeling somehow because I've swallowed this part of my life so much. This thing is, is weird. I'm not understanding it. Praise God. Her friends were calling her name and she didn't, wasn't well. So I told her, I said, the way you swallow that character Bible, eh? You are going to rewrite. You're going to write another one. You're going to write your own character Bible. You write your name. You write your own date of birth. You write where you live. You write who your friends are. You will make sure that all the people around you are calling you your name. You will, don't go, go, go and meet anybody that was on that set. Don't go anywhere near you. Praise God. We had to recondition her. And that's the thing. You can be conditioned. In fact, the world has already conditioned you. What we're doing in here is a reconditioning. Praise God. They've told you that these things are normal. Everybody fails. Abby, who do you think you are? Why is your own difference? Everybody that came before you has done, has been sick, has been, uh, they've, they've sacked people. Why shouldn't they sack you? Who are you? They're asking you who you are because you've not told them. Praise God. If you have told them, they dare not ask you. Praise God. So we're going to, like I said, I'm going to show you a little bit of your character Bible this evening. So we're going to start with your backstory. Praise God. Ephesians 2 from verse 1. Um, I'm going to be reading the message translation. It's a long read, but trust me, it's worth it. Praise God says, it wasn't so long ago that you were made in that old stagnant life of sin. You let the world, which doesn't know the first thing about living, tell you how to live. You filled your lungs with polluted unbelief and then exhaled disobedience. We all did it, all of us doing what we felt like doing. When we felt like doing it, all of us in the same boat. It's a wonder God didn't lose his temper and do away with a with whole lot of us. Instead, immense in mercy and with an incredible love, he embraced us. He took our sin-dead lives and made us alive in Christ. He did all this on his own with no help from us. Then he picked us up and set us down in highest heaven. In company with Jesus, our Messiah. Now God has us where he wants us. With all the time in this world and the next. To shower grace and kindness upon us in Christ Jesus. Saving is all his idea and all his work. All we do is trust him enough to let him do it. It's God, God's gift from start to finish. We don't play the major role. If we did we'll probably go around bragging that we've done the whole thing. No, we neither make nor save ourselves. God does both the making and saving. He creates each of us by Christ Jesus to join him in the work he does, the good work he has gotten ready for us to do, work we had better be doing. But don't take any of this for granted. It was only yesterday that you outsiders to God's ways had no idea of any of this, didn't know the first thing about the way God works, hadn't the faintest idea of Christ. Remember, remember, this is your backstory. Praise God. You knew nothing of that rich history of God's covenants and promises in Israel, hadn't a clue about what God was doing at large. Now, because of Christ dying that death, shedding that blood, you who were once out of it altogether, are in on everything. 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 Praise God. Let's keep going. The Messiah has made things up between us so that we are now together on this, both non-Jewish outsiders and Jewish insiders. He tore down the wall we used to keep each other at a distance. He repealed the law code that had become so clogged with fine print and footnotes that it hindered more than it helped. Then he started over. Instead of continuing with two groups of people separated by centuries of animosity and suspicion, he created a new kind of human being, a fresh start for everybody. Christ brought us together through his death on the cross. The cross got us to embrace 
And that was the end of the hostility. Christ came and preached peace to you outsiders and peace to us insiders. He treated us as equals and so made us equals. Through him, we both share the same spirit and have equal access to the Father. That's plain enough, isn't it? You are no longer wandering exiles. This kingdom of faith is now your home country. You are no longer strangers or outsiders. You belong here with as much right to the name Christian as anyone. Please give me this verse in TPT. Say, so you are not foreigners or guests, but rather you are the children of the city of the holy ones with all the rights as family members of the household of God. I thought somebody would be excited. It's important to know where you're coming from so that you can appreciate where you are. (laughs) Did you see where we're coming from? (laughs) All the hostility, the sin, dead life, but he said he took, we are no longer strangers. We are no longer foreigners. We are no longer guests. says we are children. We are children. That is who you are now. So you need to, yes, we should know where we are coming from. But you can't stay there. Praise God. You can't stay there. You can't say, eh, this is how they say we are now. These, eh, these are our family tree. These, mm-mm. If it's your family tree and it's doing somehow, cut it down now. Go and plant another one somewhere. Praise God. So it's important to know who you are now. Your identity is not found in things or in people. Your identity is found in God. And for you to fully understand it, you first have to know who God is. What he says about himself and then what he says about you. Praise God. Because if you know, for example, that God says about himself that he can never lie. If he says you are victorious, then you understand from a position of the person saying this is incapable of lying. So it must be true. Praise God. But if you don't know who God is or what he has said about himself, if you say, mm, say or you say, well, eh, maybe it's for some people, but if you understand that he said he is impartial, that he is just, and that he is faithful, you will know that what he does for one, he can do for all. Praise God. And it is all in your way, in your character Bible. Because in that character Bible, they usually tell the actor who his father, the character, who his father is. So they will tell you your name. They will tell you your parents. Do I have actors here? They will tell you your parents. They will tell you where you come. So you will understand your foundation and your identity. Praise God. But we see people searching for their identity in so many other things. People are searching for their identity in their career. I'm a doctor. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a CEO. I'm a surgeon. I'm a, that's not who you are, sir. That's what you do. And the day you stop doing it, what then happens? So you cannot build your foundation in, in GT Bank. Because one day they can say, come and be going. Abby, it's not your father's zone now. They can say, hey, you can just get to work one day and your laptop will not come on. I heard that's how they used to sack some people. <laughs> Praise God. True, true story, Abby. People have not heard it before. Hey, nah. You just see that your laptop is not logging in. They don't say HR is looking for you. They're not the, <clears throat> I'm a senior manager in the something. When you come home, people ask, yeah, guy, you don't go work today. <laughs> eh, eh. Can't talk. Because you have so built your foundation, built your identity on what you do, forgetting that it can be taken away. 
Some people build their identity in relationships. I'm her girl, I'm his girlfriend. I'm her boy, I'm her husband. Until it's all well and good, until the day breakfast is served, then what will now happen? Even in friendships, you can't build your identity in that. Because the heart of man is desperately wicked. It's the God that created the man that is telling you. It's not one enemy somewhere. It's the person. He said, I'm the one that made this. See, see, Nami make him. Nami they tell you, say this thing. Eh? He said, I'm, you know, good. He did somehow. Put your trust in me. Praise God. He said, because the arm of flesh will surely fail. He didn't say may fail. For sure, for sure. Surely. So when people come to me and say, I, I trusted this person. He betrayed me. I go, they laugh. Say, you know, open Bible. Why are you shocked? They already told you that it will happen. So why are you surprised? It's not a secret, though. That all these people that you think are around you, that all of us, all of us, we are all going to fail you. They said it in the Bible. I'm telling you, all of us complete. The only person that will not fail you is God. Praise God. Some people find their, build their identity in their problems. I'm broke. I'm poor. I'm depressed. Even in sickness, I, I, I am diabetic. Don't you know that I am hypertensive? Not badge. Not trophy. What's this pride you are using to hold something that God has taken away from you? Praise God. One of the things that I struggled with as a Christ, as you know, an earlier Christian was in the in the area of health because I I was uh, I, I worked in the health industry. I worked as a, de- as a dentist for years, and they had told us, you know, how they will be telling you that these things are normal. They are normal. People will be sick. In fact, that's how you will eat. Because if you're a doctor and people are not sick, how do you plan to make a living, please? <laughs> so you're actually somehow at the back of your mind hoping that people get sick. Abby, doctors in the house say it. Don't worry, we will not beat you. We know that's what you want. <laughs> Praise God. And so I struggled with it for a long time. I just was like, <laughs> it's not a headache. Like, please, we are now, these Christians are now doing the most. What was all this? <laughs> Okay, oh, people say you can never be sick. Let's be looking now. Yes, let's be looking. They see all of you now for clinic. When I say you cannot be sick, but when they see you now for clinic, praise God. Oh, legit, that's how I felt for a long time. And I remember, funny enough, I mind somebody who, even before he was born again, does not respect sickness. Can be running temperature. Like, I'll say, come, you say what? I'm, not, I'm okay. I'm going to work. I'm okay. He doesn't send all those things. So when they came to church and Pastor K said, I can never be sick. He said, she can hear it. Can you hear it? I said, mm. okay, a few people say so. Praise God. And so one time, um, when my son was 18 months old, he started having difficulty breathing. So we took him to the hospital. And the doctor said, oh, that, um, do you have asthma? Any history of asthma in your family? In your... My husband is one kind of radical Christian. He said, which family? Because I've never heard that uh, Father Abraham, Isaac, all those people. I say, please, you're embarrassing us. What's this? You know what the doctor is asking you? Say, ah, I don't know any history of asthma in the family I'm aware of. I say, your sister not asthmatic. I say, my sister, I'm not aware. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Praise God. And so the doctor said, oh, there's a large possibility that your son is asthmatic. He said, my son is not asthmatic. Hey, God, I said this man. I said, um, doctor, yeah, I understand. I understand what I say. The doctor said, um, sir, you have to, you know, your, your, your wife needs your support in this. Time. He said, I don't know what you're talking about. My child is not and can never be asthmatic. And he got up and he left. I said, Jesus, all these children. They've come. Praise God. And every time, he kept refusing it. He, he kept trying to make me understand that I, it's not possible 
the Bible says that you will serve the Lord your God and he will take away sickness from your midst. So you to think about it logically. If it has been taken away from our midst, how are they now saying that this boy is asthmatic? He is not. And he continued to confess it until I had no choice but to tag along. Newsflash, my son is not asthmatic. Praise God. So sometimes, in fact, let's read Matthew 4, 1 to 4. Because the devil loves to confront our identity. The moment you start forming, I'm a child of God, he's going to show up. He is going to show up. Because that's his job. Do you understand? That's his 9 to 5. It's the work that he's doing day in, day out. Praise God. And he's a hard worker. Oh, a very hard worker. He does not miss a day, in case you think. It does not miss a day. So then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, afterward, he was hungry. Now, when the tempter came to him, he said, If you are the Son of God, command that these stones become bread. Just for context, a few verses up, God had already declared that this is my son in whom I am well pleased. Like he said it out. Do you understand? Everybody heard it. Jesus himself heard it. So the same way you come to church and we are telling you, everybody is hearing it, that you are a child of God. You are a child of God. You are meant to be victorious. You are meant to be prosperous. You are meant to win all the time. We say it, you hear it though. The moment you leave. And it says it was when Jesus was hungry. So the devil waited for a time when he was vulnerable. He said he was waiting for him to be hungry. Because you know, if I come the time that he just started the fasting, if you know, answer me. Let me wait till he loses that job. Let me wait till that marriage scatters. Let me wait till he fails that exam. Then I will come and say, if you are truly the son of God, why did this thing happen to you? If you are truly the son of God, hmm, mm, why then serve you breakfast? What thing happen? Praise God. But he answered and said, it is written. See, eh? Jesus was so sure of his identity. He didn't argue with him. He didn't say, were you not there that time when God said that I am the son? You know that meme that I say, I'm too big to lie to you. If you don't believe me, rest. Now it's in Jesus and I say, I'm too big. I'm too big. If you don't believe me, rest. Say it is written. Mom, is it bread? Mom will not live by bread alone. See, stop allow, stop arguing with the devil. Stop entertaining nonsense. Jesus hungry. Do you understand? He was actually hungry. Oh. He was hungry. So, uh-uh. he just bred now. Do you understand? What's the big deal? He just bread. But he knew that. <laughs> you see this devil. As Pastor will say, he will take you further than you want to go. And keep you longer than you want to stay. The moment you allow him just from bread now, we enter another thing. From club dance will come. So he says, see, hey, thank you. It is written, we are not eating bread here, be going. Praise <laughs> God. So, yes, I know that sometimes it's hard to believe that identity. Ask Gideon. Bible says that he was in the threshing, they say he was in the threshing field, maybe you help me look for it, Judges 6 verse 11, says that he was um, threshing wheat in the wine press. He was hiding. Jonathan, they don't normally thresh wheat there, but he was hiding away from the, the Midianites. Yes, said, now the angel of the Lord came and sat under the terebinth tree, which was in Oprah, which belonged to Joash the something. While his son Gideon threshed wheat in the wine press in order to hide it from the Midianites. Gideon was a coward. 
Yeah. He was hiding. Have you what's the definition of coward? Someone that's hiding now. First we know get mind. Is it not coward? Uh-huh. Then the angel now said, and the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said to him, The Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor. If you are somewhere hiding, <laughs> then they now come and say, Hey, strong man. Say, abuse me if you want to abuse me. Stop passing through the corners. Talk to me direct. <laughs> Just tell me what you want to tell me. I'm sure that's how Gideon fed her. Hmm. Just laugh at me. You know you want to laugh at me. That's how you can. Which one is mighty man? You see me where they hide. You say mighty man of valor. But when we read further, we see that God was seeing him through his own eyes. And the moment you begin to see yourself in God's eyes, things begin to happen. So they didn't wait for the time that he had won one war. Then they now came and said, hey, mighty man. He said, ah, you know now, nah, feeling me, feeling me. <laughs> yes, yes, thank you. Mm-mm. He was hiding. Do you understand? I'm sure when Ajay came and said, hey, Jesus, they don't catch me. Oh, they don't come. He said, mighty man of valor. He said, oh, God, just laugh at me. Let me know that you're laughing at me. See, Abraham, God changed his name identity. God changed his name and called him the father of many nations. Did he not look like mockery? Maybe if he had five children, self, there's a way we calculated that, ah, if those five now marry three, three wives, then they now give birth to like 18, 18 children. Then they now, <laughs> there's a way we can even do the math. When I was in primary school, I had a friend that her father had four wives and 28 children. And our father's brother had seven wives and 57 children. Those are fathers of many nations. Amen? If they had called those ones, we said, we said ah, yes. He saw somebody that had no child. Not one. Do you understand? It's not that the wife was pregnant. When I say, ah, baby, a child is coming. Mm-mm. Then they were both old. Then their bodies were both dead. Then, shall I continue? Do you understand? There was no road. God said, that's not your identity. He said, that's not who you are. So forget what you're seeing. Forget what you're hearing. Hey, in this Buhari economy, eh, people are still seeing money. Yes. Do you understand? Yes. Those of us who know who we are and what we are entitled to, would they see our once once, amen? Praise God. So don't, 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 don't let the things that you are seeing get to you. Don't let the things that they are saying get to you. Open your character Bible. Ask yourself, what is God saying about me right now? Who does he say I am? Praise God. And there are so many beautiful things that God says about us. When I was preparing for this message, one more. Uh-uh. You know how you be opening the Bible saying, eh, this one is dead too. Uh-uh. Yeah. They did not tell me since. Marked. Now I know what I can demand for. Amen. You open the Bible and you begin to check and you ask yourself, who am I? Who am I really? Not what the world says I am. Who does God say I am? Because it is when you know who God says you are that you know what you are entitled to. Praise God. So just a few things that God has said about us. He says that you are loved and you are chosen. 1 Thessalonians 1.4 Can you give me another version that says it better? Maybe KJV or NLT. Says that you are loved and chosen. There's a version that says that, yes. So it says, we know, dear brothers and sisters, that God loves you and has chosen you to be his own people. So you are loved. You are first loved. Do you understand? You don't require love from any other person to be. To be okay. 
if you understand that you are already loved, any other person's love is Jara. Do you understand? Is Jara. You will not be desperate and be doing some kind of things that you're not supposed to do because you are looking for love. Why are you looking for it? It's yours already. Praise God. And the person that loves you, the person, uh, yeah. who can compare? Who is the person? Nobody. What do they have? Are they sitting in heaven? Is the earth their footstool? Do they know the end from the beginning? Are they the alpha and the omega? Have they, have, they, have they said let there be light and there was light in Nigeria? So who are they? Praise God. Even Bob for the house, they never use mouth on. What? But when you start seeing some people, you are, you are a Christian and you are, you are sleeping in his house. You are pounding yam. You are doing. And see, be coming down. Somebody already loves you. Praise God. Says you are loved and you are chosen. Says you are complete. Colossians 2.10. And you are complete in him who is the head of all principality and power. You don't understand. He completes me. And see open Bible. So that you see that you are already complete. Is my better half. She's my, no. It is one plus one that makes one and half. We are all complete. We arrive at the equation complete. Because somebody has completed you. And in case you arrive at that equation incomplete, there will be problem. Ask the people that have come and gone. God completes you already. It's not money that completes you. It's not power. There's a way people are running after these things that you know that is, they are thinking this is their life. No. No. Praise God. You are complete already. Don't let anybody lie to you. That girl that is telling you are you can be a lie. She's lying. Tell her I said so. Praise God. I'm a new creation. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So when the devil comes and says, eh, you, you that I know, you, eh, every day you become Christian. You that we know. Hmm, you that have permanent sitting club. Thank you. I am now a new creation. You that you have failed everything that you have put your hands to. You wake up one morning and say, I'm in Davis Christian Center, home of victorious people who dash you. Then dash me. Why? Because I am a new creation. I've told you that that's the devil's nine to five. That's his job. His job is to find out what God said about you and to come and tell you that it's a lie. And he will come when you are hungry. So be prepared. Be prepared with what? It is written. That's what you prepare yourself with. But if you don't know what it is written, you're already handicapped. Praise God. That's when you start crying. You start begging. You start arguing. Mm -mm. If you know what is written, you don't have to talk too much. When you see yourself sweating, you're talking, you're shouting, praise. So calm down. Calm down. Are you sure you know what's written? Calm down. Just tell him what is written and move on with your life. Praise God. Says I'm no longer a slave. Ah, this one suits me. I'm no longer a slave. Galatians 4 7. Therefore, you are no longer a slave, but a son. Ay, 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 ay. Therefore, you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. You are no longer a slave. The world wants you. To be like them. You know, picture this. Imagine that there are many slaves here. Then the owner of the house just comes and picks one. And says, from today, you are no longer a slave. You are now a son. And then where's the slave? Better cloth. Puts him on the throne. Gives him a good room. Brings good food. What do you think the other slaves would do? See beef now. Who do you think you are? You are still one of us. No. Mm. I am. 
am not. I am not. I'm now a son. So many of the people who are in the world who are still slaves, they will be telling you that mm, you're Who told you you cannot be poor? Who told you you cannot be sick? Who told you? Oh, yeah, yeah. It is written. It is written that I am no longer. I know it's See, if you want to come to the other side, let me show you how. But you cannot drag me back. Don't let them drag you back. Because that's what they want to do. It's paining them that you have upgraded. Who do you think you are? All of us were sinners together. Now, which day you begin go church? Where you come to form like say? Praise God. So when they're saying all those things, you know that, hey, yeah. Hey, yeah. And that's it. You move on. Tell them that it is written. I'm now a son. If you want to be a son, come this way. But that you will drag me back with your talk. Never. Even the devil is jealous. They kicked him out now. Uh-uh. Imagine that they kicked somebody out of the house and gave you the house. Would the person not be angry? The person will be angry. Every day will be coming to the window. Eh, so you are really sleeping in this my house. Yes. Yes. And I slept well. Amen. Hallelujah. So stop letting the devil deceive you out of your entitlement. Stop being too scared to demand for what you are or what you, what you deserve. Stop being afraid to, to, to say your identity boldly. Boldly. Every time it feels like even you are doubting it, open the, bring out your character Bible. Say, hey, let me check again what they said. It's like your ID card. You know when police stops you and they say, identify yourself. Mm, sometimes problems come and they say, May we know you? You know that? You know what? You know how they say it now? Stop and say, Oh, in a light, in a light. Yes. May I, very confusing question. What do you mean by may you? May you know? No, you may not. I'm trying to go home. Praise God. Say, May we know? Yes, identify yourself. I, you tell that problem. Do you, how long do you have? Because there's a long list. You may, you may want to sit down. <laughs> Dear problem, you may need a seat. Because the list is long. Amen. So this evening, I want you to live here charged. I want you to live here pumped. I want you to live here knowing that you are not the same as them. But with great, uh, how do they say that thing? With great something comes responsibility. Uh-huh. Thank you. With great power comes responsibility. So as for saying, we say, others may, but you may not. Because the things that they have given you will prevent you from doing some things that you used to do. You cannot be royalty and be dressing like trash. You cannot be royalty and be talking like you are from the gutters. You see, everybody uses that word now. Not me. Because I know who I am. Praise God. So let's get on our feet this evening and just begin to declare that I am a child of God. I am saved. Open your mouth and say, I am the redeemed. I am victorious. I am a winner. I am healed. I am chosen. I am loved. Hi. Hey, hey. The world can no longer deceive me. I know who I am. I know who I am in Christ. I'm a hair. I am royalty. Ah, I am set apart. I am holy. Open your mouth and speak these things over yourself until you believe it. Until you believe it. Because it is when you know who you are that you begin to grab the things that are your entitlement. If not, you will live far below your rights and privileges. So open your mouth and remind yourself. If you are having trouble saying some things, then that means you need to go and open your character Bible. It means you don't know who you are and that is a problem. If you are having trouble speaking words over yourself, if you are thinking, hey, I don't talk three, which one I go talk again? Then you need to go and open that Bible and check and find out what God says about you. How he says that you are the redeemed. Hey, how he says that you are a conqueror. How he says that you're a winner. You can never fail. He says you are strong. He says you are rich. 
Hey, claim it this evening. Claim it this evening. Don't let them walk past you with what you are entitled to. Hey, no more. No more losing out. No more losing out because you are not speaking up. Speak up and say who you are. Hey, begin to practice how you will say it to that problem. Begin to practice how you identify yourself to that problem. Hey, never again. Hey, because I am a son and not a slave. I will no longer be treated like a slave in my own father's house. I know who I am. I know who I am. Oh, Father, we give you praise and we thank you. We thank you for all the amazing things that you have said about us. For all the amazing promises that you have said that we are entitled to by virtue of who we are. Thank you because we are children and no longer slaves. Thank you because we are saved and redeemed. Thank you because we are loved, we are not condemned. Thank you because we are chosen, we are set apart. Thank you, Father, because we are victorious. Thank you, Father, because we now understand our identity. And because of that, we no longer lose out. In the mighty name of Jesus. For in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Have you been blessed this evening? We know you've been blessed by this message. To order a copy of this message or any of our messages, you can call us on 080-777-14411 or 080-777-14412 or you can visit our website on www.davidschristiancenter.org Davids Christian Center, home of victorious people.